Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Valley podcast. Okay, guys, this is going to be an interesting one. If you're driving, please don't listen to this all the way through because this is a two part podcast. The first is going to be Marissa Peer, one of our most dynamic teachers at Mind Valley. And she's going to be talking about how childhood experiences shape our experience with money and that when we can understand how a meaning making machine, which kicks in as a child, created ideas around money, we are able to better overcome blocks to our abundance, blocks to our career, blocks to our progression in wealth. So why are abundance blocks important? Well, as children, we have what is called a meaning-making machine. I coined that word in my book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. And I shared a story. When I was around nine or 10 years old, I remember being in the backseat of my car, of my parents' car, rather. I didn't drive as a 10-year-old. That would be dangerous. And I remember it was my birthday, and my parents were taking me to a mall to buy a birthday gift. However, I also remember overhearing my parents talking about money, and it wasn't a good conversation. I remember hearing them worried about money. And so when we finally parked and I got out to buy my birthday gift, I picked the cheapest item I could get. And my mom was surprised. She's like, Vision, are you sure all you want is that book? And I'm like, yeah, this, this is fine. I felt guilty asking for something more because I believe my parents were having a money issue. Now, as I grew up, these ideas integrated with my subconscious. Money was challenging. Money was hard. And so I never really started becoming successful in money until way later in my life, in my late 30s and almost 40s. I didn't really manage to even make Mind Valley profitable until I was almost 38 or 39. And a lot of it, I realized, had to do with these money blocks. Now, the funny thing is, I forgot this entire incident until the summer of 2015 when I was doing a hypnotherapy session with Marissa Peer in Dubrovnik, Croatia. And that's when this memory emerged. Shortly after that session, within one year, something transformed in my business. And we went from breaking even or making a loss to becoming highly profitable. And that's when really the mind value that you're used to today started emerging. So as you can see, our child's meaning-making machine take on these ideas, interpret it, and create a belief system. As we become adults, we unwittingly carry this belief system forth into the world. And this is what this podcast episode is about. How to understand the beliefs that you've developed around money. How to understand that these are real or these are your child's meaning-making machine, making them up. and Finally, how to get rid of the ones that disempower you. Now, the second part of the conversation is where Marissa Peer, who is one of the world's foremost hypnotherapy experts, actually will guide you through a powerful guided imagery technique. She calls it rapid transformational therapy to help you create more empowering ideas on money. So this is something fairly unique about the Mind Valley podcast. We don't just give you a lecture. We bring in altered state training to transform your subconscious. However, you do not want to listen to this while you're driving. You need to be in a relaxed place with your eyes closed. So I'm going to ask you to promise me that you will listen to the first part of this as you're driving. And as soon as Marissa gets to the 
altered state training, which requires closed eyes and a meditative state. You pause, you remember where you left off, and you do that when you're in the comfort of your home or in any private space where you can meditate in peace. So let's get started with this Mind Valley podcast. Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. What is the number one thing couples fight about in the world? The biggest thing couples fight about? Even billionaire couples, guess what they fight about the most? Money. So here's a second question. Since almost every couple is going to fight about money, how likely do you think it is that you heard your parents say things like, we can't find the money, I don't know where to get the money, I can't afford it, money doesn't grow on trees, you're wasting money, I don't want that, we can't afford that, we're not those kind of people. If you think you must have heard something somewhere in your life that affected your relationship with money, raise your hand. <laughs> See, I knew this, because my little girl said to me one day, Mommy, you don't have to fight with Daddy about money, you just go to the bank, and they give it to you, because that's what she believes. And then later when I was saying to her, you know, baby, that's very expensive. Oh, mommy, Father Christmas doesn't buy it. The elves make it. You can have whatever you want. So we're all born with this interesting belief. Here's the thing, in the womb, you have everything. You're in Hawaii, it's 75 degrees. All your needs are met. Babies are born with a belief that says, I can have everything whenever I want. It's why they decide to wake you up at 5 a.m., because they want to be entertained. They don't think it doesn't suit you. It just suits them. And then something happens, and our money beliefs start to be really warped. And we learn half of what we learn in our whole life before we're five. And our relationship with money is fixed when we're seven. And we have a relationship with money. I knew this because my brother went to private school. And I went to state school because my father thought he was destined for greatness. He wasn't sure about me. I outclassed my brother years ago. He wouldn't mind you saying that. It's true. But when he went to this private school, they'd give him math and they'd say, now, you have eight companies and you sell four. How many have you got left? Well, the answer's four. But they said to him, you have eight companies, you sell four, you have all this money. My school said, you have three bananas, you give two away, how many have you got left? Well, I gave all my stuff away, I had one left. And though that sounds silly, that's the difference in some people's relationship with money. Some people are taught, well, you know, you're a smart kid and you're always going to do well. And others have a very different relationship and here's the thing about the mind, it's really important to understand. Every thought you think, every word you say is a blueprint that you must move towards because one of the rules of the mind is that your body and mind act in a way that matches up to your thinking. You act in a way that is utterly consistent with how you define yourself. And when you say things like, I don't know where the money's coming from. I don't like to ask for money because spiritual people shouldn't ask for money. Good people don't want money. When you say those things, those throwaway things, oh, money slips through my fingers, I can never keep money. You are making a blueprint and you are making yourself work to meet that blueprint. And when you know that, 
You have to meet a better blueprint. Don't talk about bananas and apples. Talk about investing. And I know this to be true because I've worked with many, many lottery winners whose blueprint was, well, we never had money. My father got paid on Friday. By Thursday, there was no money. They won the lottery. I worked with one guy, and he was earning $300 a week. He won $15 million. You know what he did? What he always did, he spent it all till it had gone. That was his pattern. He comes in on a Friday, I spend, 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 and by following Friday, it's gone. Within three years, he was utterly broke, back in the cookery factory, and he said something interesting. I prefer it. I didn't know who my friends were. That wasn't true, but he made that true. And I've worked with a lot of rock stars who also were earning four million a year for five years, and when their career ended... They had nothing because they never had parents who invested. And so I want you to think just for a minute of some of the thoughts. I know you will have heard about money. And if you're brave, shout them out. They're all the same. How many people heard money doesn't grow on trees? I can't find the money. Who heard that? You don't find money, you earn it. I don't know where the money's coming from. Money slips through my fingers. The more money I have the more goes. You think I'm made of money. What else? Who do you think you are? We can't afford that. Who do you think you are? You take your kids and go, pick a piece of candy. They come out with a big box. You go, who do you think you are? We haven't got the money for that. And the kid thinks, oh, I shouldn't ask for anything. It upsets people if I ask for money. And then years down the line, what happens is they can't ask for money. Investing is difficult. Keeping money is difficult. Who hears it slips through my fingers? I don't know where the money goes. Of course you know where it goes. You set up an account, what comes in, what goes out. And we delude ourselves. I'm a great believer that you can't fix what you don't understand. You can't heal what you don't feel. So what I'm going to do right now, and have all of you close your eyes, I'm going to go back. I'm going to have a look at every single one of you's beliefs about money. You know, I worked with someone recently who could not ask for money, and her parents were wealthy. Both of them, they were divorced, and her mum would say, ask your dad for money. When you're with him this weekend, ask him for money for shoes. Ask him for money for a coat. Ask him for money for your swimming trip. She said, I hated asking him. My mum had more money than him. I just couldn't bear to ask him for money. And I'm a doctor. I never send my clients invoices. I just don't charge them. What kind of crazy that my accountant thinks I'm insane? And I said, no, you're not insane. Here's the one thing about the mind that therapists find really vexing. It loves what is familiar. And it wants to go back to what's familiar. Because just like living in those walled cities with the eye of a needle that's shut at night, we were safe doing the same old, same old, same old. So your primitive brain likes what is familiar and is going to keep recreating what's familiar. And it doesn't really like what's unfamiliar. However, here's the good news. You can make anything familiar. I flew in economy for years. Once I turned left, I made that so familiar, so fast, that I'm never turning right again. But for years, I didn't mind flying and I didn't know anything else. It felt very comfortable. It doesn't now, because I made something else familiar. So if money is unfamiliar, and after what we're going to do in a minute, I want you to say every day, I am making this familiar. 
I will make it familiar. After all, peeing in the toilet wasn't familiar once, but I'm assuming you all got there. You just made it familiar. Putting food in your mouth wasn't familiar. You don't go, oh, this is so difficult. I'm just going to abandon it. You have to make a point of saying to your mind, I will make this familiar. I'm making it familiar. Your mind goes for what's familiar. That's a fact. And here's another fact. You can make whatever you like familiar. So make a wealthy state of mind familiar. Let's start right now. I want you to look up and keep your eyes up. And when I ask you to close your eyes, I want you to keep your eyeballs up but to close the lids down. So you're going to alpha, where you can visualize way better. Everyone do that with me. Look up, keep your eyeballs up, close the lids down. You'll feel a fluttering. It's a sign that you're incredibly suggestible. Now open your eyes one more time and look up, as if you're looking into your eyebrows. Breathe in, keep your eyeballs up, breathe out. Excellent. Breathe in, breathe out. And one more time, breathe in, keep your eyeballs up. Hold it, but this time as you breathe out, keep your eyeballs up, but close the lids down. And as your eyelids close down, I want you to drop your chin down so you feel that same looking down feeling that you might feel as you look over a balcony, down a flight of stairs. You're looking down 10 steps. You have that looking down sensation. And now you're moving on to step 10 and 9. And you can feel your feet. You can hear your feet. You can see your feet connecting to every step as you go deeper. You're taking step 8 and 7, going deeper into an awareness of yourself. You're taking steps six and five, going deeper into an awareness of yourself with every breath you take. You're taking step four, and every sound and noise around you just flowing right through you, relaxing you more and more. You're taking step three and two. You're taking step one, and you can just go deeper and deeper and deeper into an awareness of yourself. You're going deeper into your memory bank. You're about to go deeper to find out how, where, why, and absolutely when you picked up some distorted beliefs about money. And as you take step one, it's like you've stepped into a time tunnel and you are being pulled back drawn back, taken back, you're being moved back. And as you are pulled back, drawn back, moved back, years, months, weeks, days are peeling away from your body. You are becoming younger, smaller, lighter, shorter. You're going back and back and back, even further back, all the way back. Your mind is taking you right back to a crucial, significant scene that is all to do with how, why, where, and when you picked up some fascinating beliefs about money. On the count of five, you're going there right now. On the count of four, you're becoming younger, smaller, lighter, shorter. On the count of three, years, months, weeks, days, 
are peeling away from your body as you go back further, further, further on the count of two and one. You are there, right there. Just go there, be there, stay there. And as I count to three, your ears are wide open. And on the count of three, you're going to hear something said right in front of you, over you, around you, to you. It is all about money. On the count of one, two, and three, your ears are open. And you can hear somebody saying something about money. And I want you to hear exactly what you heard then. I want you to feel exactly what you felt then. And I want you to see what you saw then. What are you hearing What are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? You can hear it and see it like it was yesterday. And first of all, you're hearing it and seeing it and experiencing it with the intellect of a child. You've been on the planet maybe three, four, five, six, ten years. And so you have to make sense of it with a lifespan you've had, which is not a lot. So stay in that scene and just remember it because we're going to go back and do this again and again so you can really put these things together again. On the count of five, you are going back to another vivid, vital, crucial, absolutely significant scene that has shaped your money beliefs. You are becoming younger, smaller, lighter, shorter, years, months, weeks, days are peeling away from your body. You are drifting right back right now. Just be there. And again, as I click my fingers, I want you to hear what you heard then. See what you saw then. Feel and experience what you felt then. On the count of one, two, three, your ears are wide open. You can hear things that you heard as a little kid as a small child, as an impressionable youngster that have had a deep, deep impact on you to this very day. Look at that scene. What are you hearing? What are people telling you, showing you, presenting to you about money? And let's do this one more time. Again, super fast. It doesn't take long. On the count of five, four, three, two, and one. You are now going back to the most vivid, the most vital, the most crucial, the most significant scene of all that has deeply impacted, shaped, formed your relationship with money. You are becoming younger, smaller, lighter, shorter, drifting right back right now. Just be there. As I click my fingers, this scene in your mind, are you inside, outside? Is it daytime or nighttime? And here's the only question that matters. What are you doing, seeing, feeling, and experiencing? Hear exactly what you heard then. See what you saw then. Feel what you felt then. Feel that feeling of being scared to spend money or the belief that you just didn't deserve money, you weren't worth money, you don't know how to get money. 
You're embarrassed because you haven't got enough. And some people are embarrassed because they've got too much. Stay in that scene. See what you saw. Feel what you found. Hear what you heard. And I want you to take a minute. You just need a minute. And I want you to imagine you're looking at those three scenes all together. Now you're looking at scene one and scene two and scene three like a detective, like a good detective. You are gathering information and going, oh, look at that. I never realized that was the thing. I wore secondhand clothes. I got free lunches. My mom spent more on my brother. I got hand-me-downs. Whatever it is, I want you to look at those scenes right now. This is really important. I want you to understand how those scenes affected you, how they influenced you, what they did to you, the impression they left you with. I want you to look over and around and right through those three scenes because understanding is power. It's incredible power. I want you to understand now how those scenes affected you. What did they do to you? What did those scenes cost you? And now I want you to remember something really important. You formed your beliefs about money. You shaped and influenced your entire relationship with money when you've been on the planet for just a few years. And you didn't know then what you know now. And here's how to break this. I want you to say out loud, that is not me because. So whatever you saw in that scene, you're going to shatter and smash and erase and eradicate and eliminate those beliefs. You have to do it out loud so your mind understands. I want you to say after me this second, that's not me because, and I want you to finish the sentence, go now. Justify it to me right now. That's not me because, finish that sentence. And I want you to say that will never be me ever again for the rest of my life because only louder, much louder. I want to hear it. Good. Much better. And one more time. That's not me. And it will never be me because... This is good. Keep going, louder. Justify it to me. Go to the second scene. And I want you to say, that's not me because. Keep going, louder, all of you. I want to hear it from all of you. That will never be me ever again because. And one more time, let's go to the third scene. I want you to imagine that you can be wealthy to the degree that you can justify it to me. 
to the audience, to yourself. If you can justify it to me in a loud, powerful voice that smashes out of the park the belief of that three-year-old kid, then wealth and riches are right in front of you. So give it all you've got, and let's go to scene three and say out loud together, that's not me because... It's not me ever again. It will never be me. Say that and finish with because. And one last time. That can never be me ever again because I'm not free. Because I'm not in that scene. Because I don't live that life. Because it's up to me. I can make as much money as I choose to. Say that out loud now and give it all you've got and a bit more. (laughs) And just take a seat and close your eyes. And as you go deeper, I want you to understand that understanding is power. Understanding is the most phenomenal power. And as you look over and around and right through that little kid, that sweet little kid who was forced to pick up other people's beliefs, you know that that isn't you. As you look over and around that small child, you know that that is not you. You understand a great truth. When you were that child, you had to believe what was going on. You learnt what you lived. That's a rule. We learn what we live. But here's another much better rule. You are a smart, beautiful, intelligent, accomplished, gifted adult. And as the gifted adult, you are will never again for the rest of your long life be necessary or relevant, or even remotely appropriate, or even interesting for you to think the thoughts you thought when you were a child, or to believe what you believed when you were a child. Here is a truth. You make your beliefs, and your beliefs make you. And today, you are making these beliefs. You are abundant. You are wealthy. You are rich. You live an abundant life. You are deeply significant. You absolutely matter. You were put on the planet with a gift. You have something of immense value to offer the world. And because what you have to offer is of such immense value, you have the balance of giving and receiving, you give of yourself, you give of your gift, you recognize every day that you are deeply significant, you know that you have a unique gift, a unique talent, and you know how to monetize your talent. Every day you remind yourself of this truth, you have something of immense value to offer the world, and the world recognizes your value and rewards you, and you live in a state of abundance. You live in a state of wealth. You live in a state of richness. Every day you look in the mirror and you say, I am abundant. I am wealthy. I am rich. 
money comes to me, wealth comes to me, I attract wealth, I attract money, I attract riches, I attract abundance. There is enough in the whole world for everybody. You having wealth does not take away from other people having wealth. In fact, the more wealth you make, the more you inspire people around you to make wealth the way you make wealth, to attract money and abundance the way you attract it. So I want you to take a minute, just a minute, and I want you to see all the good that you do from having immense wealth. You have immense wealth. Go forward and see yourself with immense wealth, vast wealth, money. And I want you to see how much good you do, who else you benefit, what kind of role model you are, who you help, who you serve, who you assist. You are wealthy. You are abundant. You are rich. You live in a state of abundance. You live in a state of wealth. You live in a state of flow where money flows to you, flows out of you, flows back. It's like a constant cycle. You have something of value to offer. Money comes in and you form a great relationship with money. It's like it's always been there. You respect it. You treat it with respect. So one more time, I want you to see the value that you give. And finally, I want you to remember, you remember for the rest of your life that every word you say is the blueprint you must move towards. And every time you say, as you say, every day I'm wealthy, I live in a state of wealth, I am rich, I am abundant, I am financially blessed. Every time you say that, there is the blueprint that you must move towards what you want once you, what you are moving towards is moving towards you. And you are expanding your potential to money. And when the potential expands, it never, ever goes back again. You have no idea what your potential is because as you get to it, it expands. And money is also an expander. You have a vast potential to make vast amounts of money, to be wealthy, rich, abundant, because that little kid is not you and can never be you. And here's what you are, gifted, talented, lovable, loved, unique, with something of immense value to offer the world that the world recognizes and rewards you for. And that is the truth about you. I only ever speak the truth. That's the truth about you. Remember it. Remember the blueprint. Remember you are wealthy, abundant, rich, fabulously wealthy because you have something of value to offer and you're prepared to work hard to give of yourself. And now you give and you receive and you have balance and harmony. So when you're ready... Just open up your eyes and just take a deep breath. And what I'd love to ask all of you, the scenes you went back to, I have all the time in the world for you. 
but I don't have all the time in the world to be on stage, but I'll be at the back and I'll talk to as many of you as I can. Thank you for doing that. The episode you just heard was Marissa Peer on stage at Mind Valley University in Tallinn in 2018. You really got to check out Mind Valley University if you're interested in a fairly unique transformative experience. Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.